Mark, anybody you want to bitch about before we get started? Um, <laughs> so should all four of us just, you know, join suicide after this? <laughs> no, we should, don't edit this part out. That's no, don't be like your intro really line. Right <laughs> and nice. we're here. Okay. Thanks for tuning into Road Stories, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. Thanks for finding us on the internet. I got a couple uh, great comics in again today. A couple old friends. Old friends, I'd say what? Yeah, quite a while. 12 years at least. Yes. 12. 10, 10 12. 10, 12 years yeah. like that. New friend I've seen on the scene. 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. We've been friends. Yeah. <laughs> Way back. You've seen on the scene. Seen on the scene. Uh, real quick, I wanted to say thanks to everybody who came out to the LA Podcast Festival. That was awesome last week. Um, thanks to Graham Elwood and Chris Mancini, uh, the comedy film nerds, for putting that together, along with Andy Wood, the producer of Bridgetown, and uh, Dave Anthony of Walking the Room, Greg and Dave. Uh, thanks for putting that together. And you can catch my episode of The Dork Forest with Jackie Cation. Coming soon. I don't know when that is, but uh, uh, I'll be sure to let you know. And uh, it was great meeting all the listeners, too. People, uh, I met a dude drove in from Canada. Benjamin drove down here for this podcast festival. He's wow. great. Benjamin, it was great meeting you. Dave from Wisconsin. Jess. All the all of your listeners. It was, it was great talking to you guys. And uh, um, as was pointed out, uh, the Dork Forest, Jackie Cation's podcast, and Mike's podcast have similar, have the same listeners a lot of same listeners so uh somebody was nice enough to point out that jackie is the most frequent guest on road stories and i am her most frequent guest on dark forest it's beautiful isn't it a good thing that's hot. yeah it's awesome <laughs> so thanks for everybody who came out that was awesome and uh yeah uh, keep uh keep the emails and stuff who, coming who's keeping track of those podcast stats of uh, like the who appears most on uh, just the fans. Uh, <laughs> it really is just the fans. Elias Sports Bureau of, of podcasting. Let, Let the it. illusion be. Come on. <laughs> they uh, Those podcast fans are hardcore podcast fans. Wow. When you get into that, they know everybody. Podcasts are awesome, man. They when really are. When you listen are. to a podcast? When um, you're at work? Is that the trick? A lot of people. I, I, I talked to a woman uh, recently who listens to my podcast. She works in a, uh, uh, a stock room. And she just keeps them on her iPod. Yeah, driving. Yeah, like, yeah. that's I mean, what I do. Yeah. I listen to it more than music these days. Yeah, on the road is when I listen to it. Yeah. Well, I just have an AM radio, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that where you got those sunglasses too? Yeah. In the 1960s. <laughs> you know how much these cost? How much? A dollar. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get some intros. Uh, on all right, sitting uh, uh, earphones left. Good friend of mine. Highly recommended from a good friend of mine, uh, Mark Ag. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? Thanks for coming on. No problem. I know man. I kind of blind emailed you. Yeah, you're like, who sorry. the fuck is Murray, and why does he want me to do his podcast? Not sure. you, Murray. <laughs> We've done a few uh, gigs around town, twelve shiny nickels, stuff like that. Yes, sir. And then across from him, uh, an older dear friend uh, met him years ago at the comedy store or O'Brien's, probably comedy. Probably store. at the probably comedy both store on the same night. Yeah, and we exactly. consummated our friendship probably at O'Brien's. Yes, so. yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, towards colleges uh, uh, everywhere, uh, mostly colleges, I think. Right, more than clubs. More know. than clubs. Yeah, uh, for John sure. Cardinale joins us on the on the podcast today. Thanks for coming, John. Thanks for having me. And then finally, wearing yes. sunglasses indoors. No, it's bright in here. Speaking of the microphone. Oh, what, what it's are you? bright in here, dude. <laughs> what it are you, is. Are you new to microphone use? What are you? Um, sort of. All right. Very funny. Who I met at? I must have met at O'Brien. No, you used to book a room. Yeah, remember I did the um, we did the Ricks thing way back in when. Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a good gig. It was like a boat. It seemed like a boat when what you did it upstairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like a yeah, like a little. It was like one of those places that it was a restaurant that was like ten restaurants and 
one year. Yeah. It was just like all over the place. That was a, Pat Nay joins us today. Thank you, Pat, for, yeah. for coming on. I'm excited to have you on. Can I plug my uh, wine stuff? Uh, yeah. The we usually do plugs at the end. But. That's my new part-time model. It's a new record for a plug. Yeah. <laughs> During the intro. All right. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Have a good night. Thanks for joining <laughs> well, us. Well, that's why I want to be known from now on. You're doing a wine comedy thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it's cool. Good, Tell us yeah. about that. I re- you, you told me the other night, but it was like kind of in and out, and I didn't get a chance to really... You know, I like I got into wine a few years ago, and I became a sommelier. I don't say the word correctly, but I do that <laughs> stuff. And uh, and I was like, this would be fun if you took comedy and wine and put it together, and like, um, you know, just kind of explain because re- people are really interested in this shit. Right. So you know, I went to one of his where he had he brought wine and he oh, got yeah. us all out yeah, there. Right. I think the first one you ever yeah. did. And and I'm not a big wine drinker, but he he doesn't tell you what kind of wine it is. He has it all drinking then. Ask what it tastes like. You know, what is this with caramel? I don't know. Does this taste a little, you know, whatever comes to your mind? And it was a blast. Oh, yeah. And I learned a lot. Yeah. We had fun. So yeah. combining his knowledge of wine with comedy and making sure. it light. And, and people like me who don't know anything about it or are a little intimidated by that whole world, it made it actually a lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun. I forgot about yeah. that. So you talk about wine and you, you well, do I talk stand about, like, up too? Basically, uh, if you take an expensive sommelier dealio, it's like... You know, it's kind of stiff and boring, and sure. it's like if you it, it, we blind taste is what Johnny C was saying, and uh, you know it's cool. It's like a game, and people get a kick out of it. So I've been doing that, you know, just to like like because everything in the last couple of years is starting to morph. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like you know the podcasts, like do it's there's a lot of do it yourself stuff, yeah. and I dig that. And yeah. I thought, what I got to get in that deal. Yeah, that sounds so, cool. Yeah, would, it is. It's it, going well. Would it be ripping you off if I did that with like bathtub grain alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would be first in line. For my up, speed. Can I be one of your guests on the podcast? Mark yeah. H is right. ever clear. Well, you'd be surprised. Like people are starting to make their own liquor all over the place because, you know, we live in this day and age where it's like if you get the right shit, you can pretty much make anything. Just watch Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> Barack Obama brews beer in the uh, White House. Yeah, that, yeah, I saw that. That's cool. That's badass. Yeah, yeah that is cool. I've thought about getting into making my own beer, but I drink enough already. I don't need to be making it myself. Too. Yeah, and yeah. it takes it's a it's a time intensive process. You got to wait a little longer. It's got to be your passion, time. man. You got to yeah. really enjoy the process. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my bro- uh, my my brother got married in Montana. His buddy made him uh, special beer and like for the whole wedding too i mean he put together a shitload of cases and that stuff was that's cool good, man. that's the thing yeah. it's like anything homemade strong too the same yeah thing. strong people just don't realize you know plus i think it's illegal so that <laughs> <laughs> i think it's illegal to sell it right yes you can make whatever you want right like uh, whatever you want you, when you sell it you're not paying taxes and therein lies stuff that's why like the re, like g-men they're into right, revenue right services. okay yeah okay yeah that, that's, that's true Kind of like Check out Mark knowing the Fed shit. Yeah, man. yeah. this guy might be on the take. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, where'd you get your start? Um, I started doing comedy in Dallas. Ah, um, Dallas. A few years ago. Yeah, well, um, good scene there, man. It's like this. Were five, it was five clubs, one shut down. Now there's four plus like you know showcase rooms and. Uh-huh. It's a bunch of colleges. It's also a good to be out on the road as a struggling comic. It's a good place to be because there's like another twenty clubs within like a three five hour drive. Oh, nice. So, oh yeah, yeah. Because you got Austin and San Antonio, Houston, yeah. and Oklahoma City. What's the big chain down there? The stop, Laugh Stop. Is there? Are they still around? Laugh Stop. Yeah, they were. They, they Houston is sort of. Uh, they had they had a Laugh Stop and then a Laugh Spot. spot. Yeah, and yeah. then Comedy Connection and the third of things closed now and they have an improv too. Mm-hmm. 
Those are thought out names. Laugh stop and laugh well, spot. That's just how bitter. Like there was an ownership dispute, and a guy built another club and just made it confusing with a very similar name just to screw over his former business partner. Oh, that's, that's great. Oh, it's nice to see so much what a fun probably. business we live yeah, in. It's not yeah. the only, only everybody should just make their own beer. <laughs> the owners are like, "Why did I get into this shit?" <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I, I either did the laugh stop or laugh spot. I, like I said, I get those confused. I don't mm-hmm. remember who was the who was the owners those. Was was it one of the Latino guy? I, I never worked those clubs, okay. actually. I worked the improv. They, they, that was one of those scenes where you had to pick who you worked for, and I worked for the improvs. God, can you believe that shit still goes on? Yeah. You got to pick who you work. It's like if you work in this town, you can only work this club. Oh, yeah, that club. totally. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so lame in this day and age. Well, yeah. it's Is it as hot and heavy as the 80s, though? I mean, it seems like everybody, the big names go from comedy store to the improv to Laugh Factory on one given night. Yeah, you know, it doesn't in, in a town like this, it doesn't. In Los Angeles and New York, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it used to though. Did it? Well, in the eighties, it was the big. That was the big battle: the comedy store versus the improv. That if you worked true. the improv, oh, that's you right. worked the comedy. Oh, wait, store. those were seventies. That was wasn't a huge. It? Was that seventies? I think so. Okay. I mean, neither one of us were doing it back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just reading about it, like wow, it's, it's kind of staggering. Talking to those old timers, yeah, because I think the improv but opened the improv and started paying the comics. Yeah, and Mitzi, the owner of uh, uh, yeah, Leno Stone and all Wood. those guys, man, took sides. So, you know, yeah, apparently he, Leno's never stepped foot in there since that. There was a comic strike in the seventies. Actually, he's yeah. never gone back to the comedy store. Yeah, yeah, huh. you're right. He hasn't. Which true. Well, that guy, the guy they were all friends with, killed himself in the comedy store parking lot as part of the strike. He like, jumped off the roof of the hotel next door or something like that. Oh, yes. from the Hyatt? That was yeah, yeah, yeah. Bluestein or something wow. like that. Yeah. yeah. That guy must not. He tried to land on. on the comedy store and he didn't make it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he landed. Mitzi See, told him he wasn't funny. That's 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 the story behind and, that. And so that ended You're the strike. You're not so that's, funny. That's who we owe our fifteen dollars per set checks to. Is that guy gave his life for that? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh, man. yeah, that's great. We, we sure make comedy sound fun, don't we? For I know, the first exactly. minutes of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Nobody wants to hear the glamorous side of it. <laughs> There's man. a glamorous side? I think so. Well, oh, okay. you get to wear sunglasses indoors. <laughs> it is bright in here. It's not that bright. It we can is. pull. We can pull the shades if you want. No, I'm good. All right. I just like to leave a little bit of a, you know... Who's behind those cheap shades? <laughs> you want to pull the blinds? You want to see uh, guest. Playboy Grotto out there? I know. Yeah. yeah. Kind of looks Playboy Grotto. It is. There's a pool out there. Yeah. It must be nice to be you. It is. American Dream. <laughs> yeah. American Dream. A pool is a pain in the ass. That's it for a different podcast. We'll go into that later. It's like, <laughs> wow, next... what an LA thing to say. <laughs> pool is a pain in the ass. <laughs> Got to clean the leaves I, before you go swimming. I have to, uh, I have to apologize because I'm uh, dragging ass today, man. Two shows last night. Didn't get home till late and then poured myself a martini to unwind and <laughs> sure. poured myself another martini to unwind. Uh-huh. And, so I have, and I got allergies, so I'm dragging ass this morning. But I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, something that happened to me last night and see what you guys think about it. Um, I won't say any names because I love everybody on the show uh, from last night. Um, but I was middling. The MC went on. I did my set. And next show, the MC they did like the late show. They do like a twelve o'clock. Yeah, I didn't do that yeah. one. No, I did the seven or eleven and nine. o'clock. There's like two, and then a later one. Yeah, I did the seven and nine, and the eleven o'clock is those are outside hard produced. Shows, Fuck man. that, I don't do the eleven yeah, o'clock those are, anymore. Those are brutal. <laughs> you drive down to Irvine for, for an for eleven drugs? o'clock show. Yeah, yeah. No. for no pay. No, I'm not going to do that. Mark probably does it. I would do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but so I do the seven o'clock show. Do my set. We all have great sets. Nine o'clock show. And I'm working on a certain hour, a new hour right now. So I'm doing specific material. And the MC in the second show, completely different from her first set, does stuff I've been talking about. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Steps on your from your first set. Yeah, yeah. Or all, oh, really? She yeah. steps on your topics. Yeah, yeah. Steps on my topics. Oh, is this an MC that you know? Do you know the oh, person? Oh, yeah, I know the person, and oh. she's great. She's been on the show. That's why I don't want to say Ooh, any names. Ooh, wee. Yeah. That's, that's a... Do you know Bobby Slayton at the Irvine Improv? He's like, hey, can I use that joke? Because i got a bit like that. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Oh, really? Slayton? Yeah. Wait, you have a lot of racist material? <laughs> uh, no, it was, uh, it was like uh, something stupid, like dumb movies or something. I can't even right. remember. And then he goes like, I'm like, Whoa. He's, what did I, you just do in the in that room over there? I work with I work I work with Slayton a lot over the last couple of years. That dude's neurotic, man. Slayton, he, yeah, he yeah, like never paces the back of the room when he's yeah. waiting to go up and like looks at the thing and walks down the aisle halfway down the aisle, checks out the audience, yeah. walks back out. He's out of his mind, dude. Oh, is he? Oh, you think so? I know so. All right, I'm not he, saying. You know what? He was kind of a, a douche to me, and then as soon as I brought up the wine stuff, he was like my best buddy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Isn't that funny. That's a true friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know wine. Here we go. But he was definitely. Uh, getting back to your story, though, man. Yeah, so I think it's totally bush league. Yeah, I think you do. Um, if you were working the rest of the week, I would just say, ask them, say, hey, I'm working on like when 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 I work with the headliner. If I don't have like, I will say, hey, man, because uh, usually depending on who it is, they're working on a special or you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say, are there is there any like topics you don't want me to like? You're if you if they're doing like half an hour on the apocalypse, I don't want to do my ten minutes on it. Right, right. Do you know what I'm saying like so? I'll just ask. Is there any big topics you want me to hit? I usually ask. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I've never done that. I've d- I've done my set like before headliner and then seen them do their set and then see. Like oh I, no, I was I'm up, so yeah. nice. Afterward. I go I go up to headliners. I go. Do you mind if I talk about my parents? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but are you I, are you doing your material on my parents? Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know I think you should uh, explain that when somebody does a bit before you that's similar. It's literally like you're taking. Ninety percent of the juice. Like, yeah, people. I don't. I think if you're listening to this, you well, go, does What's this MC understand that? But it's a huge deal because if you try to say the same subject, it just like takes the wind completely yeah, yeah. out of the sails. And um, I've also done weird where uh, I'll do my set, and then I see the headline do their set, and they do a similar joke, and it you tell it didn't hit as hard because mm-hmm. it t- take, like you said it takes the steam out. I'll be, and I'll t- yeah. just tell them, hey, if you're wondering why that bit didn't hit as hard, I did. Uh, the opposite take on the same premise. Yeah. 20 minutes before you said it. <laughs> My question yeah. is this, do you think that this person just didn't know or do, do they understand how that works in comedy where I mean, do you think there was any kind of um like doing it on purpose to sort of screw you over in uh, a way? Didn't no, want you to nothing no, like that. I then, don't think so. Well, I don't then think I just, so. you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just but then I also thought, you know what? She's MCing. She's doing 8 minutes. You know, she's probably going to want to do a different eight minutes, mm-hmm. you know, on her shows if you're only getting eight minutes. You sure. Know? But Usually the same sets. Spit for hosts. They always do the same shit. Yeah. I don't know. But she's also not just a host. She was hosting last night. She's a feature. Well, if you trust that she was, there's no maliciousness. No, I don't there, think so. Then I would. But I thought it was kind of, I was like, I, I, I said something kind of half, because like, actually one of my opening jokes is, is a, it's got a, it uses a, a, the punchline is a, you know, is a word that a lot of people don't or it's taboo to use matlock you know? it's matlock okay. i use the word matlock and she in the second show opened with a joke with that same punch mm-hmm. you did know? you do your set verbatim the way you did the first set too even though, though she had done some of those bits that t- did you just do it again your set yeah I even, yeah yeah mm. i did it just to see if that joke because mm-hmm. i wasn't i didn't need to do that joke it's like my three openers and then i started into my new material mm-hmm. but i just wanted to see that third see how different it would be having her just and was it noticeably different? Oh, extremely. It's usually oh, an applause mm-hmm. break, and it was. Yeah. And it wasn't. Bummer. So, I, but I didn't want to. And I said something to her afterwards. I don't know. 
Because those are such great audiences. It's like that's a that's like a slipping on a banana peel. When yeah. You, it's like God damn it, that could have killed. Yeah. But you know, whatever. It's one of my oldest jokes, and I just keep for opening. So for anybody who's listening who's never done stand up comedy, do you realize how difficult and technical this art is? Yeah. Somebody even mentions a word that has to relate to a bit you're doing. Thirty minutes later, it's going to throw off your joke. Yeah. It's just such an sucks. Such an odd little business we're in, man. I remember seeing uh, Jerry Seinfeld on the old uh, Bob Costa show. Remember he had that late night show? Oh, that was the best at, show. Like one o'clock. I, I hate sports, but man, I love Bob Costa. He's, He's great. That guy's He's awesome. Encyclopedia. That guy's awesome. But he had Seinfeld on there and was talking to him about you know crafting a joke, and uh, he was trying to explain to Costas how. Uh, he, he would do a joke about puppies, and he's like, "If I cocked my head to the left, it wasn't funny. But if I cocked my head to the right, it was funny. Like That's really crazy, really man. intricate stuff like mm-hmm. that." Yeah, he's a technician. Yeah, I tried some new stuff at that gig we were at the other night, and like, uh, you know, you gotta sometimes weird little things make a huge difference. Yeah, you know, it's so specific, like you were saying, Johnny. See, it's crazy. That's an interesting. That deep. That's an interesting gig too. There's a. You ever do the Third Street Promenade, Mark, in here in town? No. Okay. It's a it's a theater. It's a good gig. It's right up the street from Promenade me, so. Playhouse or West Side Playhouse. Shams yeah. gig. There's usually ten people in the audience. I like that gig, and and you always go first, and I always like to go first in that because it's kind of a soft crowd, but it's like I really try to do something different, you yeah, know, just to make sure to see it like we we're just talking about. But because it's kind of a weird non-LA vibe in there. Yeah, well, you, you get know? a lot of tourists in the summer. A lot of tourists, man. A lot of people from different countries yeah, yeah. that don't speak a language. Or <laughs> I mean, it's. But it's fun because there's no, there's absolutely no pressure, you know. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. In the summer, it's packed because they get a lot of walk-ins from the mm-hmm. promenade and they flyer it mm-hmm. and stuff. It's a great place to work out new material. But I see gigs like that and I, I watch people go up and I watched this the other night and uh, and they just go up and they start right into material and it just dies. It's like almost the audience can sense. Oh, they're just doing their act, you know. If you bring any kind of emotion or I don't know, realness, not that your jokes aren't real. It just, it seems to work better in those situations. Puts everybody at ease, man. Yeah. You know I mean, we're it really does. Same, we're all in the same, we're all yeah. in the same boat. I find, I don't know about you guys, but I find that, that first, the moment you take the stage, the first 10 seconds, that's the toughest thing to master. How do you comfortably start, you know, your thing? Sometimes it happens perfectly yeah. organically. Something happens you can talk about real quickly and then get into your thing, but. I hate opening. I mean, yeah. I, like, I hate opening, like, the be- beginning, like, like two specials ago Louis C.K. did the whole like his whole beginning chunk was about how there's no way to start a show it's a very unnatural thing you just walk out yeah start talking to people trying to make them laugh and, well yeah. that's the thing with like those old pro dudes it's like um, it takes them like 10 minutes of just talking talking and they kind of start the show without people realizing it you know what I mean well yeah I think that's kind of what I'm I guess that's kind of what I'm saying you know just kind of it brings you know like like that show the, the Third Street Promenade is a it's a theater Mm-hmm. So there's usually some play going, some low rent play going on. I usually go I out and I make fun is, of the is giving it props. <laughs> <laughs> I usually go out and make fun of the set pieces first, and that kind of brings everybody together, you know. But that, having said that, at the Melrose Improv the other night, I fucking tried to improvise something because the MC pointed out that the woman was pregnant, and I just had it, and I'm working on all baby material right now. So I tried to emphasize something with her, and it was like five minutes of pulling myself together, man. It just went completely <laughs> off the rails and it just went off into left. Didn't field. work. So I spent the last five minutes just finally you know, got my set together. And, and what's weird is, is, um, cause you know, when you try to think about doing a TV spot, like five, six, mm-hmm. you can't go out there. I always thought, you know, like even just going, Hey, let's give it up for your MCs guys. Give it up for blah, blah, blah. That's almost a way to fake 
you know, yeah. you're open. But you can't go out to, hey, let's give it up for Craig Ferguson, guys. Thanks, Craig. You know, <laughs> and then start your TV spot. Yeah. You have to naturally. And if you go back and watch Ray Romano's Letterman spot right before he got his show, he does like just a bit about Bob being from New York and great to be back. Like like thirty second bit, and then it's all family stuff. Yeah, that's not related to the thing, but it got him going. You know, it just mm -hmm. made it seem so natural, and it's phenomenal. You know. Yeah, guys who are like practicing their TV sets, I said th that shit bombs ninety percent of the time. Oh, it does because it's like so unnatural, and it's like, yeah. God, you put yourself in your head, and it's like, I saw somebody was doing it at the comedy store not that long ago, and it just like it was this great audience. People were killing, and then this guy goes up and does that and bombs, and it's yeah. like. But it's it, a necessary evil because you got to memorize that. You got to get that set down at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, it is, but it's almost like. Yeah, it's difficult, man. Yeah. There's actually a, a comedian named Danny Bevins. I don't know if you guys know him. I know the name. Um, he was on the show a little while ago. He started uh, a show, I think it's at the Improv Lab, called Your Late Night Spot. So it's everybody working out their late night spot. It's so, a great idea. So everybody knows what they're getting into, knows what they're coming to see. So you're not mm -hmm. going to see some dude, you know, Jeff Riffin. Garcia go on for, you know, a half an hour and then somebody do, you know, four. Now it's four and a half minutes, man. My, my yeah. talk, you know, talking to Ferguson right now, they're like, this is great. Cut it down to four and a half. Like really four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be seven or eight. I think uh, like Fallon still lets people do like six or seven. Yeah. But yeah. Hmm. That is rough. Well, it, it, Tension spans getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. And you yeah, know, I guess it is. If I'm on YouTube and I see a video, it's three and a half minutes. I'm like, probably not. Minute and 18. <laughs> All right, I'll watch that. <laughs> That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Who was coming out of uh, Texas when you were there? Dallas, Mark. Who would oh. you come up with? Um, let's see. Uh, do you know Cristela Alonso? Mm -hmm. um, she's blowing up right now, man. Yeah, she's, under a, a, she's got her own development deal with Fox. Yes. Oh, great. Um, start with her. Um, do you know Dustin Ibarra? He's yeah, got, yeah, yeah. He got cast in an ABC pilot. My roommate's Tone Bell. He's got. He just. He's a series oh, regular you're, Whitney. This. Your roommate's Tone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like Tone. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, great. All those, all those people. Dustin, man, he, I did a show with him. He's where's he from? Pomona or something like that. Um. Yeah, Pacoima. He lives Pacoima, in Pacoima. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Some meth-infested town. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in Central California. Yeah. That kid is—he's—he's he's a real deal. He's gotten really, really good. But like, I remember his first time ever on stage. He was like a this uh, fat seventeen-year-old kid came out to a coffee house open mic in like some Dallas suburb, uh -huh. and he was just pl playing like hit a guitar and he was playing songs about I think it was about farts or something. <laughs> it's like and now he's on now he's on uh, star of a network so like, uh, sitcom with John Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> Some business. people, man, they just luck right into it, don't yeah, they? Yeah. Totally yeah, Dustin's funny. Yeah. What was he doing? Did he get? Did he move to Texas to get started, or just came through? No, he went to high school. Like, I mean, he was a high school kid when I met him. Oh, okay. So he was just down there. Yeah, he was, he's from Dallas. Oh wait. Oh, so he moved to Pacoima. He moved from Texas to. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. He, oh, okay. he, he went to New York for a while first, and then came here. Oh, okay. Uh, Johnny C does a lot of uh, uh, colleges. He's done a lot of colleges over the last several years. Yeah. Still. Yeah, continue to. Really? I feel like I'm out of the college scene now. I feel like my stuff's too... I haven't I seen your act in a while, but yeah, I yeah. think you as a person, not a, you would have no problems doing colleges. Yeah. I feel like you relate. You're real. You're, yeah. You know, that, that's the most important thing, I think, with college kids. Are you still working with the guitar? You know, I usually close with it. Yeah. But uh, I really don't, haven't written anything for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to because, honestly, the internet has changed everything. Yeah. You know, you don't really need that late night TV spot now. You just need to become a YouTube sensation. Right, Bill right. Burnham. 
And uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously, the kid, I remember watching his videos before he blew up going, God, this kid's good. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's super talented. Like, he's, he's super yeah. talented, yeah. His, his path, jokes are great. His path is hard to emulate because he's just, he's just one of those people who's just a, a, a born awesome. Yeah, exactly. But had he come up, they, you know, Letterman wouldn't have booked him, blah, 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 wouldn't have booked him. You know, he, yeah, yeah. he circumvented all that kind of stuff. So, but well, that's, yeah, I mean, things are changed now, man. I was talking to somebody last night. They're recording, oh, the MC was recording her album. She's like, well, I want to do it with this company, and I want to do it with this company. I'm like, mm, you don't need a company anymore. That's right. <laughs> you do yeah. not need a company. You know, yeah. just need a. Uh, my iPod has an awesome voice recorder on it. Yeah. And if people spend all this money on sound engineer, like comics are really, if those of you listening are really anal about how their album sounds, and the reason is the best sound in the club is on stage. Yeah. And they could because the, the laughs are pointed at us, and we have monitors. Yeah, yeah. To hear how awesome our voices sound. And they all they like this doesn't sound right. No, 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 because they all recorded the back of the room. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, here's a little tip: uh, just put your voice recorder on the stool, and you'll have the best comedy album of all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've done a few podcasts where I get there and there's no mic set up like this. It literally is the iPhone sitting there, and we're just talking over the iPhone. Oh yeah. So I mean, yeah. But I, I, I like the audio though, man. I like that. Oh, me like too. I'm just saying though, it, worst case scenario, if you're traveling like a traveling podcast yeah, or whatever, yeah. I mean, you got a nice little home studio going on here. Sure. What uh, what are you still like? Tell us a little bit about college, since you're working colleges so much. We had Retta on not too long ago. Oh yeah, she used to do college. She doesn't do colleges well, anymore. Yeah, she's doing great on TV now. Yeah. Her and I were with the same agency for a while, actually. Yeah. In fact, we did a show together once. I forget what college it was, but somewhere in Pennsylvania or something. Colleges are great. I mean, um, they're uh, they keep you really honest. I yeah. mean, because if you go up there trying to pull, you know, trying to be somebody you're not, I think college kids are pretty. Nah, we don't buy it, dude. Yeah. You know, they can be tough. I mean, a lot of horror stories come out of the college scene because they don't care. They'll sit and text right in front of your face, right in the front row. They'll mm-hmm. get up and walk out right during the front, you know, right during your, they don't, they don't have to be there. So, I mean, you got to sort of hold their attention, which can be tough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, different parts of the country, they have different belief systems and, and whatnot. But I generally find if you do well with the college crowd at the end of the show, it really is a great feeling, yeah. even better than doing great at a club. I don't know. You know, there's no alcohol involved and, mm-hmm. You know, they're generally, That's what you think. they're generally, well, yeah, exactly <laughs> baked, but at least they're not doing it while you're watching them. You know, <laughs> it's not part of the, uh, the thing, but yeah, you're right. Some of them come pretty hammered. I'm I've seen sure. that too. Is there a particular college you like doing better than the others or I've done the university of Delaware three times. Uh-huh. It's really, they have a really nice setup there. I've, I don't know. I've just, I, I just remember the recent ones I've done yeah. and they've all been really good. I did Willamette, Willamette up in on, uh, what was it? Ontario, I Oregon. Yeah. I never even heard of great that. Great wine. I know, That's man. a great wine country. But you get great up there wine. sometimes. It yes, it, it is. is. And one of the guys yeah. came up to me and told me afterwards. He goes, it's "You ever come fantastic. back? He's, I'll take you on a little yeah. tour of the There's wine." There's like amazing stuff. wine up there. there but is. it was a it was a family. You, I got there and it's oh, by the way, you know, it's family night weekend, so parents are in the crowd too, and so that's when you're really happy that you can work kind of clean. Yeah. That it doesn't throw you because you like to know that stuff in advance. But these college kids, they don't tell you that stuff. You know, they go, oh, by the way, you know, I mean, and we have two acts opening for you. We have a musician and we have a rap group opening for you, which I didn't know till I got there either. A rap following a rap group. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't think that's fun. I've never done it, but I don't. I don't oh, just, man. <laughs> but I mean, just saying they just put a hodgepodge of stuff yeah, yeah, together because yeah. they don't know. They don't know how to plan out a whole sure. show. They don't they have, care. They just have a budget to blow. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's it. So that's how it worked out that, that night. Do you do colleges, Mark, at all? Uh, I've done a few. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to. I mean, I, the money's good and all that, but I, I would like to avoid them if I could. Yeah. Although I would, if anyone's booking them now, I'd, I'd do them right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Uh, are you still doing the lunch sh- shows? Or are you doing nights? What's I've the- done a few lunch shows. Uh, yeah. I just did a community college in Virginia, and it was um, Friday, and they have no classes on Friday. So I don't know why they booked a show there. And, you know, nobody stays on campus. You, I'm from Virginia. Yeah. What, what, what town were you in? Sterling. Uh, right outside of DC and there was night that game five was going on the Washington Nationals game uh, so there was when I started I sat down there was four people in the crowd and I go so do you want to what time do you, I go to the advisor and she I go so what do you, what do you want to um, how long we want to she go you can do you can go up right now it's all on you that's what she said God, and I literally because I just want to get paid you know what I mean yeah yeah I, know, I literally walked right sitting here talking where I walk right up on stage and I did an hour. I did, I introduced myself. Sure. And you realize at that point you don't. I'm going to be up there. But then it, and about 10, 12 people came in. And it ended up being a really fun show. Cool. Obviously, a lot of talking to the crowd and just you know what's your deal and breaking in the material and stuff like that. And then uh, took a picture with the whole crowd afterwards. Because <laughs> what awesome. you want the what you want is when the agent calls. Hey, how was Johnny? He was a pleasure to deal with. Because then you might book another show. Yeah. It's not about this one. They might talk to another campus. Hey, how was that guy to work with? Blah blah blah. It's uh, business, man. I think I said this on, on the podcast before, but um, I used to get really bitter about nobody in the audience. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Wits End, just outside Denver, their club, they have a new policy. 20 people or less, they pull the plug on the show. They give them free tickets. They give them, uh, they give them their money back, and they give them a free pass for the next week or something That's cool. like that. And I thought it was great, but then I did a show where there were eight people in the audience on like a Saturday night. On a Saturday, at a club, at a club, at a club on the road, for some reason I don't know the big game was on or something. It's embarrassing, man, for the club for everybody. Yeah, but I but the people up there afterwards came out and were like, "This was the best show I've ever seen." <laughs> That's I, good, I had man. So Small. much fun. I you know I saw Cook at an you know at a stadium and it's like I just felt like you guys were talking to us. Yeah, and I mean it, small crowds that uh, can be beautiful because they, they it, sometimes people think well oh, well no one else came. They know something we don't. We obviously made a wrong decision coming here mm-hmm. tonight. Or they're just like, ah, screw it. Let's have a good time. Yeah. It, made, they, it makes it more relaxed. Yeah. Well, I think it's really on the performer to go up there and put everybody at ease and go, hey, guys, you know, and handle the moment. And then once you do, yeah, you know, you, everybody kind of lets their guard down mm-hmm. and it can be fun. I that, did a club in Virginia once where it was the same thing. There's like 10 people there for the Thursday night show. That was the funnest show all weekend. Yeah. That well, changed I've my done, attitude on shit. You know the place in Ventura? I did that. Uh, Harbor Club? Few, Ventura yeah. Harbor? Yeah. I'll be there, there in a couple pe- weeks. Five people <laughs> in the audience. Oh, really? And I'm like, dude, you're starting the show at 7 o'clock. It's light out. And this place looks like... You know, <laughs> Another technicality with comedy. Comedy yeah. when there's light out is terrible. Oh, yeah. And it's like the it's like we're the old folks home when they have like a... You know, it just was had that vibe to mm-hmm. it. And... Um, there were five people, and it went pretty well, considering, you know, because there's a giant, you know how that room is, like, big and long? Yeah, yeah. And remember the guy, that tall dude, what was it, Carrie or something? Who owns it? Yeah, who owns it Andres. Uh, Andres. No, no, Randy. No, this was, this oh. was, like, two owners ago. Oh, 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 back when it was. Yeah, and he was that tall. Yeah, yeah, I forget his name. he would go up there and, like, open the show and do, like, a racist joke, and yeah. then, like, that was, like, his big joke, and then he would... Was like, it a good racist joke? Eh. <laughs> I enjoy a good racist joke. I'm not going to lie. Well, I mean, it was like, it was just, it wasn't that. It was okay, you know? <laughs> and then the rest of his like was like fluff. And uh, <laughs> Are you just pissed because he stomped on your racist material? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, need to get some, I need to get some racist material. Um, I've got plenty to share if you want. <laughs> but, uh, and it went pretty well. I mean, five people in that big room. And he's like, yeah, well, tomorrow you got to step it up. I'm like, step what? <laughs> <laughs> you got to step it up. I mean, it it's up. like, no, you, you want to bring step some, it up. Yeah, it's like, you step it up. <laughs> oh, that's so. funny. I love when club owners say stuff like that. Like, I've, been, <laughs> I've done shows where, like, the staff 
is, is like I feel you always feel bad when like there's low turnout because then like the staff doesn't make any money. You know, it's like yeah, they they showed up for work and they're getting cut. They've been there for three hours. For I mean, you $2, do you $2 feel responsible hour. when that happens? Sometimes, yeah, I me mean, too. I agree. And it's like and, and then but it's like well, I mean, it shouldn't. You, there, there are limits to how much like pissiness I'll take because it's not like I'm not being successful just to fuck with you. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm not, I'm not being a failure at you. Yeah. I would love to sell the club out. It would help me more than you. Yeah, but yeah. it's like it showed guys, you who's boss. Yeah. Huh? If these guys are crappy promoters, I mean, you guys know the difference between a crappy promoter and a guy that's a good promoter. It's yeah. like, you know, you're the king versus the pauper. It's yeah, like yeah. if you can't be a good promoter in these gigs, it's like you shouldn't be in that business. Now, that same place, the guy that owned it before always had great audiences. Nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. Turns out he's like, you know, on the lamb or some crazy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, because didn't he bezel he, money or something? Yeah, or something. Yeah, and yeah. then the next guy is kind of a tool and doesn't know what he's doing. Nobody's in there. And now I think those guys are who got it are okay. They try to run a pro, man. Yeah, well, they're, they but they're both comics. So Randy Lubis yes. is... Yeah. Yeah. He was an old school 80s comic you yes. know, and still performs. He's still, they got JRs too. Up there I just did JRs yeah. a couple weeks yeah. ago. Had a blast. I, dude, I've done it too. It's just, you ever done JRs? No. It's in the back of a Marie Calendars, but they it's closed off. Mm. They charge you tickets. I mean, mm. it's like, like a little comedy it's club. A little comedy it's club. a weekend gig. It's fun as hell. Yeah, yeah. I'll, give you, I'll get you his uh, information. Yeah. It's, it's sweet. And you can drive and be home. Yeah. You know, and yes, it's, one, exactly. it's one show a night. And uh, set up your camcorder, great place to tape a little yeah. set. You and know. the best part is, since it's some Marie calendars, you can have dinner for free or you can take home a pie. Really, I can have dinner or a pie That's <laughs> on top of your paycheck. If people yeah. only wow. knew the low standards comedians have for themselves. <laughs> I can yeah. take home a pie, wow. success. <laughs> <laughs> the funny that you ever do Ventura comedy, uh, yeah, one, yeah, once but, or twice. Yeah. Um, I did last time, I did it's beautiful. This this place is it's, it's, a nice it's room, set yeah. right in the uh, harbor, harbor yeah, and the ocean is just great surf break actually across the street from it oh yeah and, of course. Uh, and it's just there's boats and seals and everything but the last time i was there it was a red tide which is uh when some algae mm-hmm. builds up in the Bloom, ocean yeah. and kills everything yeah it fucking stank stunk. like death. oh really oh it the whole place <laughs> the club stunk, yeah. the whole like the whole pier the uh, everything just smelled you said like, red tide i thought you were talking about a swayze movie or something like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i was Patrick at, swayze is red tide it's like <laughs> Dude, three days it stunk so it was almost to the point of nause, nauseating yeah, yeah. I've been mm-hmm. up there. i was out there like maybe a month ago and i was um i, I packed my dinner or whatever i was just it's out on the pier before the show just mm-hmm. eating and looking at it and like just look, i watched a seagull just float for like 25 minutes and was just really jealous of seagulls <laughs> it's like they can they, they're the best they get to float in the ocean and fly which yeah. are the two best things right so, that's awesome and shit on people yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the three things in my dream yeah. in my, sure. my bucket list uh-huh. well we handle one of those on this podcast <laughs> yeah, right uh-huh. tell me about that thing that happened uh up at that old was it hornblower where was that one where you're supposed to work with ian bag um no, Hornblowers was uh, that was what they called the Ventura. Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's what, what used to be Hornblowers. Yeah, that's it. Like Hornblowers. Now this was like a a gig. Um, Hold on a second. Important text, Mark. Oh, sorry. Well, we're we're just <laughs> bitching about people texting in the <laughs> I'm, audience. I'm, I'm addicted. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a crack addict. Was His, part of it. Just I'm just I had to call a girl out last night. Really? We're texting in the front row. I'm looking at my list of what I wanted to talk about in case we got around to it. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to chime in and bring no, up no, whatever you want right, right. right after Pat. Um, 
Remember when, like, Stu Goldman? Remember he used to do Doc Ricketts? That was yeah. fun. I mean, it was like there'd never be anybody in there, but it was like you'd get to go to Monterey. Monterey, California. And then he did, like, a couple other casino-y weird things. But he was putting together this thing in Morro Bay, which, you know, my wife's family is from there. I'm like, oh, wow, that's a good reason to try to be away from them yeah, when sure. I'm there. You know, so I was like, oh, hello. And uh, so it was this gig, like, if you've ever been to Morro Bay, which is, like, near San Luis Obispo. It's beautiful up there. Yeah, it's yeah. where Jack LaLanne lived until he died. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. What there a wasn't, weird yeah. piece of knowledge. I did a show up there, and I saw Jack LaLanne <laughs> I think I, sitting yeah. over there Jack eating. Jack LaLanne was in your... Yeah, the, at the venue we did the show at, he was there eating dinner, but he left before the show started. Oh, that's cool. He's yeah. like ninety years old, but still in that. Like, still in a, still stands. wearing a, a yeah a track Punched suit. out yeah. a doorman and left. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Who, who's the weirdest celebrity you've had? Is that the weird weirdest that I've ever what performed in front of? Uh, I don't know. Brian Wilson, the Comedy Store. Oh, that's awesome. Brian Wilson. Oh, yeah. that's Boys. cool. I'm a yeah. huge cool. fan. I would lose my shit on that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was cool. I was pretty nervous actually seeing. I'm like somebody pointed out. Well, that's Brian Wilson. Like, you gotta be. Kid, yeah. I mean, he's legend, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, weird, but legend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was kind of nerve wracking. The funniest or oddest one was, and I couldn't figure out who it was, and he was very embarrassed to tell me, and it, which I told him, like, why are you embarrassed? That's awesome. Was uh, <laughs> Family Ties, right? That's Michael Skippy, P. Keaton. No, no. Oh, the sisters, uh, like Teeny boyfriend. No, the sister. His boyfriend. Oh, the good-looking guy back Mall- there. Mallory's hair. boyfriend with the long hair. Yeah, yeah. And he had the earrings and everything. Wow, yeah. 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 And he was I have no of, idea who that would be. I don't remember his name, but he was one of those like, I know you. And it was one of those where I'm like, I know you. Have we met before? He's like, no, no. I'm like, but where have we? Because I really, he's like, well, I was on television. I'm like, oh, what, what was it? Like, it was a sitcom. Are you Corey Haim? <laughs> and he was embarrassed. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, don't be embarrassed. It was a great show, man. It was awesome. Well, yeah, not but, if he hasn't worked since. That's the that's the tough part. I mean, that might, I, I could see. Say hi to Tina Yothers for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny, because a couple weeks ago, I did a show, and David Cross was like, he literally, yeah, yeah. He walked in and um, he walked in and didn't even look like you know, like he went to the he went to the bathroom and didn't even like acknowledge that it was a it was a pretty decent show happening yeah. too. Very like, good show actually. And um, it was just I found that weird and it just you know he seems like somebody who's been like who's kind of over yeah. Uh, that's the that's the vibe I got. That's like been there, done that a billion fucking times, and yeah. I am over it. He uh, he wrote a hilarious open letter to his fans a couple years ago. Because he was getting a bunch of flack for doing uh, um, those flicks, those um, yeah, kitty flicks or whatever. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Chipmunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He voiced one of the Chipmunks or something. Yeah. No, no, he was like the straight man, I think, wasn't he? Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know what his role. Getting was. flack for getting you didn't a see Alvin and the Chipmunks, Mark. <laughs> no. Yeah, not a. But that was exactly. He was the like, second people, one was great. At least not the for this podcast. One. He hasn't. People, people were calling him a sellout. He's basically like, well, is they, they don't, they don't. Um, I want to. I would like to eventually own a house, and yeah. they don't take indie street cred. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So that was ah, a funny line. And, and he goes, is he, I'm sorry if Alvin and the Chipmunks sucked. Um, I didn't see it because it's a fucking children's movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the, but the thing is, is that, you know, there not too many years before that, he was like the guy who was railing against that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it was kind of like a little bit of a backfire. Like, you know, wait a second. It's like Mitt Romney. You know what I mean? Like, weren't you four before you're, you know what I mean? It just kind of changed his tune. But, and then he took flack for it. But I still agree with him. It's like people got to make money. Somebody it's offers like, you a check, man. You yeah, take it. Yeah. And, this and, industry, and it comes with age too, man. In my point. I true. had shit I was gonna rate you know we all yeah. raged against and stuff Rebel. but then all of 
a sudden you fuck yeah, and then married, we do all those you shit have a kid. If, if, you, you if, know? Yeah. if Bill Hicks was still alive, he'd be doing Sprite commercials. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the, 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 the market has changed. Like it's not like product placement is just the only way to make money doing what we do. Like there's no difference between, I mean, when you're performing at a club, you're selling beer and yeah. nachos. Yeah. I mean, there's like there's, these moral distinctions are weird. There yeah. is, there is yeah. as as much as, and I don't believe in bands selling out. When I get like when I hear Wilco on a Dodge commercial, I'm like, good for them. They've fucking worked hard. Look at the Black Keys; they but, were on oh, everything. Oh yeah, but there is a, still a side of me that hopes he wouldn't have done Sprite commercials. Yeah. <laughs> there's still a little side of me that hopes Bill. <laughs> a lot of young bands. That's how they get discovered. They get a song in a Volkswagen yeah, ad, yeah. and it changes yeah. their whole life yeah. and yeah, career. Just, but people don't know? think that's, that's just the way things have changed. What uh, What do you have on your iPod that you wanted to... Oh, I know. Just in case you were asking some terrible road stories, I yeah. wanted to make sure I had some prepared. Oh, well, what, should I finish? Oh, yeah. Thing? I'm sorry. Okay. We got sidetracked. Okay. Well, I'll, so Stu Goldman books this thing in Morro Bay. Morro Bay is beautiful, as you were saying, dude. And, uh, and so it's like a restaurant with a back room thing and I'm like okay and it's supposed to be me and Ian Bag. Ian Bag great. And Ian Friend Bag, of the show. Been you know, on several times. He uh I've never seen that guy bomb. I mean his ability to deal with audiences like He's kind of a wizard like that. Yeah, he's yeah. really he's good. Quick. He's super quick. I mean, he's just like... I think he's the kind of guy who can turn a bomb into even a better set than if he wasn't bombing at the beginning or something. Yeah, yeah. You know? So... I'm like, oh, this will be cool. You know, I know that like, you know, it'll be just interesting to see what ha- what he does. So I get there, you know, the night, you know, the night before and he's no, he's not at the hotel, which, you know, you always see whoever because there's nothing to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyways, I go up and I'm like, wow, he's not here yet. Like, where the fuck is this dude? You know? So I do my set and you'll totally understand this is like if if i say to you guys to do like a half an hour set you're gonna take you know 40 to 60 minutes of whatever and condense it mm-hmm. and like so you're your premises are gone it's like so ian's not there so they're telling you to do an indeterminate set yeah so yeah. i get off stage and like and it was bizarre because it was a totally like you know the toothless you know weirdo f- vibe you know all these like local yokels and shit so it was a tough set to begin with and I walk off stage and, and just walk like to nowhere you know when you kind of like have nowhere to go but yeah. you mm-hmm. have to pretend like you're going somewhere <laughs> <laughs> and like I did, that, guy, in bars. I did my, that in bars for years that's, that's my whole life right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and like so the, and the MC they had was somebody who worked there who was like a, who was like a waitress mm-hmm. who had about as much charisma as like you know mm-hmm. An unflushed toilet. So right. it's true. And um, I, always wait, I always wait for little analogies, man. <laughs> yeah. They're always spot on. I mean, it was so bad. And like, oh, so I walk toilet. and the guy comes up, like, can you do an hour more? I'm like, you're, I go, you're already off stage. I'm already off stage. He's like, can you do an hour more? I'm like, so, so I'm, you know, the, like I just explained, like I tried to condense, you know, I used all this stuff from all these different bits. So it's like I've blown my wad mm-hmm. on a lot of jokes. So I'm digging, trying to think and like, and I, and I, I remember going like, okay, well, th- if there was ever a time I was going to, you know, use my friend's stuff because I'm in a pinch and I'm trying to mm-hmm. do what's right. And, um, and by the way, the guy who produced this show is Bob Zaney. You know, hey, yeah. baby. Oh, yeah, Bob <laughs> like, what the fuck is the deal here? So it was just bizarro. <laughs> and so, uh, so like, I'm, I'm trying to think of it. And, I, and, I, and I, I, I tried to think of all the guys I know that I could. And I, 
and I just didn't have the guts. Like to, to, I don't think I could have executed it right. So I yeah. tried to do all this stuff, and I'm like, I'm just going to do crowd work. I used one joke of a friend's, Galerns, because he has all those small, small jokes. Yeah. Did one, didn't go well. I'm like, not doing that. <laughs> so yeah, after I'm up there, and it's like I'm trying to do this crowd work for like 45 minutes, and it was just literally torture. And like the thing was, it did like yes, it was it was right on the pier. So like or whatever, and there's these seals down there, and they start barking, <laughs> like. And the the thing is, is like in the middle of a setup, so you'd hear like, yeah. Then it was the weirdest fucking thing I've ever had happen. They were like waiting till I'd finish something and then go brah, 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 like they were reacting oh really and it just like totally like blew up it was like it like they saved my ass oh, <laughs> I mean awesome. it was the most bizarre <laughs> they, they kept barking at the right moments oh that's like, like a oh, reverse like, of save the seals <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like save nay some bullshit setup, and they'd be like brah, I go exactly it's like you know how that is it's like because it was literally right under the fucking thing which right. is you know made out of plywood or yeah. something and uh <laughs> So like it, the guy got off and he was so thankful and he's like you know they're like I don't know where the fuck this guy is brother and this is bullshit he was you so know. gratefully gave you an extra drink ticket yeah, yeah. He's, like, <laughs> he's like I'm hooking can you can I up. take home a pie no, no that's no, JR's. No, no pie. Half, half a pie. <laughs> give me like an extra fifty bucks or something oh nice lame. and then like uh, and uh, so uh, basically. Um, Bob Zaney's like sends me this email like to the the Moro hero. It's like whatever, <laughs> and uh, um, not see, whatever though because you turned a terrible situation to a fun night for well, people. Well, yeah. it was it turned out to be okay. And who gets a letter from a fucking club owner unless exactly. you're fired? Yeah, you know, so that's not bad. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I see I see Ian uh, Bag like a week or later at some gig. You know, I'm like, hey, uh, you were gonna do? He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I, he had no idea that that was happening. And then Stu was like, Stu, you know, like, right. he's like, oh, yeah, um, blah, 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 some total bullshit excuse. And I was like, you know, and that's the other thing about this business is that, like, people, comics, bitch, it's like the people on the other side, like, make no fucking money. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a really tough gig to, yeah. like, hustle this shit. I think comics don't make any money. Try making 10% of what comics <laughs> make. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. What's your worst gig, Mark? Oh, they come in so many different flavors. <laughs> I've had people in the audience fight each other. I've had people in the audience try to fight me. Oh. Oh, those what? I've never had. Yeah, one, one, one chick was heckling, and somebody tried to shush her, and then the two tables ended up, like, brawling. Ooh. That was in Fort Worth. That's a good so, one. So, like, really throwing down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wow. was, two girls started, and then their boyfriends jumped in trying to break it up, and ended up hitting each other. How much of a douche do you have to be to start a fight in a situation like that? I, I don't. People have a weird sense of entitlement comedy shows, don't you think? Like, yeah, it's oh, yeah. like yeah. Like, oh, you mix in the alcohol, and it's their night out too, man. Yeah. Plus, we live in such a like this is great, you suck world. Yeah, it's, it's like you, there's no in between. We're we're a nation of YouTube commenters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and bloggers. Thanks, think, American are, Idol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jago. Uh, so do you quit? Do you, I mean, do you quit? Do you stop your set and let let it break up? Do you do you carry on? I think I uh, called it like it was a boxing color analyst for a minute, <laughs> nice. and then I just waited for the the bouncers to drag everybody out. And I was like, okay. I was gonna say you could come out looking great after something like that. You make fun of the what idiots they are, and everybody's on your side. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's pretty much the only tactic to get a to work. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was just featuring too, so the headliner had to come up after me and finish popping that up. Oh yeah, 
I was at um, my favorite. I feel like a, a, a lot of time on the road, you're just making a list of places you never want to go back to. <laughs> so you can narrow it down to the places you do want to spend your where, life. Where yeah, was yeah. that gig at? The one where the guy got in a fight? That was Fort Worth. Oh, okay. Hyenas. Yeah, you said that, um, uh, I was in Shreveport. And I'm, Louisiana. I, I, yeah. yeah. Louisiana. Not wine country. You wouldn't know. Funny, because <laughs> an, an ex-girlfriend of mine who lives in Fort Worth, she's from Shreveport. Bayou country. Ah, so it is Bayou country. Thing. It's um, the the funny bone there. I, I like I had one of the worst. I was working with uh, um, uh, okay, Vince, uh, black dude out of Ohio. Oh, Vince Morris. Yeah, Vince Morris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very funny guy. Yeah, really funny guy. And uh, we like we'd finished the early show on a Friday, and uh, we're at the merch table, right? And there's they're already seeing the second crowd. It's like twenty people per audience because they weren't promoting it, right? And um, this this chick is so drunk. Like she literally falls over and passes out on the merch table <laughs> on their way in, and the bouncer picks her up. Wait, on the way in? Yeah, on the way in. Oh, they pick her up and they seat her on the front row and make her get her two drinks. Jesus, that is the most disgusting <laughs> thing I've ever heard. That is awful. What we do is respected, guys. People evaluate. <laughs> oh my god, man! I will. I will say it again, and I've said it a thousand times. That's why the improvs are the best clubs. Because I've professionalism. I was, I was at Ontario, I, and four guys drunk came in. The doorman. I was talking to the manager. The doorman came over and said, "Hey, you know, hey Bob, we got a, we got about four drunk guys." He's like, "All right, uh, give them free passes anytime they want. Just turn them away. Tell them to come back next time." Mm-hmm. But that's, that's cool. four people. That's you know what eighty dollars at the door plus mm-hmm. yeah. all drinks, the drinks they're going to drink. Yeah. You know that's good. That's what makes the improvs a great. Club. What's good? It's a short-term, long-term thinking. That's a problem with America now. Is everyone's focused on like quarterly profits and what's tonight instead of yeah. like what's good for the business in the long haul. Yeah, yeah but yeah. how many people are turned off by those negative situations? We're never going back to that place. Well, yeah. Neg- would you rather have those four people never come back or the whole hundred fifty come back? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Which is cool because it's like, you know, penny wise, pound foolish. It's yeah. like you know, get those douchebags out of there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just wrecks it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. It's very intimidating to be around assholes like that. It ruins like, your you whole. Know? It would ruin a whole night for a yeah. family, and they probably never would go back. Yeah. So they were sitting right by them yeah. or something. And, yeah. and because that's the thing is like where the, the general theme of uh, all our discussions is like well, we like comedy's delicate. It's not like music where it could be on the background. You can yell over it. You can dance to it or ignore it or talk. Like if you have to sit and focus and be, be attention, or it's ruined, and one person can ruin a show for three hundred people. That's true. And it's like, and people don't think that they, they'll say dumb things like, "Oh, well, you're professional. You're supposed to handle it." Like. I've you've been yelled at, you've been admonished, I've been funny, I've been charming. You're still talking. There's not there's nothing in my left in my bag. And, and then, that's, then the same guy comes up to you afterwards, like I was just trying to help you out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you were really great, dude. Yeah, so was that guy. But then, and, and how many times does this still happen? I get a lot of people coming up after the show, going, "This is great. This is the first comedy show I've ever been to. This yeah. was awesome." Mm-hmm. You know. So how many people were there when the fucking drunk? Fat bitch got set yeah. up in the front row. It's like this blows. We're never coming <laughs> yeah. back. That's, right. So it's yeah. turning down one ticket sale that yeah. night, or turning down you know twenty people who are never going to come back. That's so weird. Like because comedy club owners try everything to make a buck. They'll have karaoke nights. Yeah. They'll have magic nights. They'll have theme shows. Hypnotists. Uh, do you know what the one thing no one ever tries? It's just booking a really good show all yeah. the time. Just having yeah. funny comedians. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, you can perform here if you bring yeah. seven bring, people. Bring everyone from your improv class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, what Jason Galern has a uh, joke. I'm teaching stand-up comedy classes to people who teach stand-up comedy classes. <laughs> uh, I got my fucking work cut out for me. <laughs> and his tag is no talent there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a great tag. It's it's a great joke and yeah. so true because it's like you know let me you know hump on your dreams of yeah. being a fake. And it's like the chicks are always the worst because it's like. Not another chick who's going to talk about dating or some stupid premise. It's like, you got to be fucked. Pat's making me. enemies he doesn't even know about. Yeah. It's always the chicks. I'm losing all my female listeners right now. Yeah. The but, fucking but then, skirts are ruining then, comedy. I'll Broads. tell you, one of, one of the best things is when you see a chick go up there and do well, and you're like, wow, how refreshing and like you didn't do any of that typical stupid stuff it's great i mean and and you know people give women a bad rap but it's like you know it, it even the score <laughs> no, wait pat you give women a bad yeah, rap <laughs> none wait, of us you, over you, here are bagging on chick okay. comics <laughs> no you've never heard women aren't funny you've never heard that as a cliche yes i have okay thank you okay Okay, that's what I'm saying. Apparently, that's what you're, you're saying that right now. No, but I'm <laughs> you're saying, saying women aren't funny. I'm connect, connecting. <laughs> Where did I hear br- that before? I'm, oh, yeah, that's right. Thirty just seconds now. ago. To the, I'm connecting it to the bringer vibe. People need to <laughs> stop insulting all these gashes. These these these, <laughs> yeah. these cunts need to be treated like ladies. Yes. <laughs> yes. They need to talk about dating more. <laughs> Oh man! I'm, I'm, I just like my wife's friends are all. They're most of them are very attractive, and they're like, um, you know, on these dating sites. <laughs> you can't make it happen. I'm like, now? I'm like, You're women, dead, come dude. on, get it together. Be better oh, listeners. Thank God for editing. <laughs> well, fuck that! I'm keeping this shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> click, clip it, and email it to his wife. <laughs> I love. Nothing like road stories about all my wife's friends are hot. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do on the road? I mostly just jerk off to my wife's friends. <laughs> No, I can't. I can't do that. I can't do that because then I hear their voices. And like, oh, that's the deal breaker. Like, if they had just never talked. Because you know those women, they just fucking nag. <laughs> I masturbate to my wife's friends. Yeah, In the good times. Uh, what did you? What do you got on your? Uh, you wanted to hit? Oh on? no, I mean because I thought we were going to talk about road stories, and I started thinking I don't have a lot of terrible stories like you know, uh, you know, a few of the, the drunk nights where people get crazy like that, but. Um, one thing I find sometimes worse than those big brawl kind of things are the real awkward moments for the person on stage. And I was doing a bit, it's a while ago. I can't remember what club it was. And I'm just telling, and it was a smaller room where if somebody said something over there, the whole room could hear it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was doing a bit and this girl, this lady just goes, mm, 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 <laughs> while I'm setting it up. And I literally, everybody could hear it. So it's either, I stop and I go, what do you, what do you mean? Why did you say that? She goes, you're lying. And I go, I go, what is it? She goes, the story you're telling is a complete lie. And the worst part about it is she was 100% right. <laughs> and I was like, how did you know? It turns out she's a psychologist. And she goes, I could just tell your mannerisms, everything you were doing, you were t- telling us. A lot. And I literally just talk with her. That's the most interesting stage. heckle I've ever heard. Yeah, exactly, yeah, right? dude. How did I, and I really, I had to, and I literally had to either, you know, play it off as a Mr. Comic guy, or I literally had to just let my guard down and be real. And thankfully I was real. Wasn't very funny, but I learned a lot that night uh-huh. from that lady. And I really started going, you know what? Quit making up stuff. You know that's why I was saying most of the material. Uh, getting back to Bill Hicks, who said you want to write material, get to know your family. Yeah. Most of my material comes from my family these days because, and the more real it is, the because I'm just be telling like a story about my. You know, you know, comics are always like, hey, you should write a bit about that. Well, most of my family stories, when I stop and think about it, they are pretty 
unique to me. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they're all hilarious. Everybody's right. got a funny story, but I mean, I do have a pretty bizarre family, and this, and I just find that it's actually fun to talk about, even when they're there. It's never like mean spirited stuff. Yeah. But that that moment right there like changed me as a comic because I'm like, all right, quit doing that. But, but she needs to quit her. Profess, job as a professor and play poker. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> there she goes. That's so, you know, John, uh, you know the comedian John Heffron? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've been working with him a lot lately. He does a seminar on um, mannerisms. 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 <laughs> mannerisms. The raconteurs? I think my grandfather died from a mannerism. Um, <laughs> mannerisms and just how, and he does it for like people who have to give speeches at work and stuff and have what your body language is mm-hmm. telling you when and he's and he's trying to do it and t- teach comics and like what and he's like watch my set and when i do this joke i'm gonna do my hand this way and it's gonna and it's gonna get a laugh mm-hmm. and, and you know it goes back to what we we're saying earlier about seinfeld just how but he's he's showing what yeah. you know the vibes we're giving off and, and when, there's also an element of neurolinguistic programming to that too where mm-hmm. like um if you you can train the audience Pavlovian to like if, if if you if you get a punch get a laugh ten times and you do your hand a certain way at a punchline when you do it the eleventh time even if it's not that funny they're cued. Oh, interesting. It's like a, yeah. Well, they're staying cook. Yeah. You know the ants in the pants like what the fuck. Yeah. yeah. Where do you like to where's your what's your favorite club? Do you have a favorite club in in the country? Yeah. Um, go bananas in Cincinnati. Oh yeah. 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 So it's like, like it's old school. It's small. It's like 200 people. The ceiling's low. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like Zanies in Chicago. They do a lot of uh, recordings there. Yeah, they, they record, record a lot of albums, albums there. They have the rooftop has their cameras stuff there, too. It's yeah, super yeah. high quality. Rooftop does a lot of That's nice. great. Where's your favorite place to perform? It used to be the La Jolla Comedy Store. Yeah. I just oh, love that theater. I hate that place. Really? I, I, I hate love the comedy that. store. I lo- well, you were yeah. like one of my first friends who got passed at the comedy store. What's that? You were one of the first guys I knew who got passed at the right? comedy store. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. Uh, I used to really like that. I just, I don't know, by the beach, the clientele yeah. used to be cool. sort of. That's a cool game. It's a real, I like the big stage. I don't know. Um, but that condo's skank, though. Oh, it's that condo's totally, disgusting. Totally skanky. You know, there's a new club in Tacoma, the Tacoma Comedy Club. It's owned oh. by Adam Norwest and his family. Adam used to be roommates with John Roy. He lived okay. down here for a while. And uh, so they really know how to run a comedy club because he's a comic. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten bigger. It's like they knocked out a wall since I was up there last May. And then I was just up there, not, not last May, like May before last. And I was just up there again in, I think, late June. Mm-hmm. And they knocked out a complete wall and like, almost double the size because it's becoming like the A-club in that general area. They're getting like Carlos Alas Rocky mm-hmm. and, you know, Tom Green and people like that. So, I mean, it's, but it's so well run because he's a comic. They know the little intricacies that we've been talking about. That's, keep the ceilings low, keep the crowd yeah, yeah. in, you know. It's not, it's not like they spend all this money and, I mean, it's, it's so weird because comedy club managers only go to their clubs. They know what comics work in their room, but they don't know what makes a good room and they never ask anybody. Like, like every time they do improv, it's like, just, oh, they spend $12 million renovating a building. It was like, lower the ceiling. Just yeah. lower the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Like Tommy T's up in Pleasanton, man. It's an old steakhouse. Rafters. Mm-hmm. All the energy and all the laughing goes right up into the Ugh, ceiling, man. That's the worst. Is that right? I've heard yeah. it. I've actually never worked that one. It's, I mean, I like it. I've, I had fun yeah. up there. I was up there with Titus one time. I had a blast. Yeah. That guy, that guy packs the place, man. Yeah. Titus. It was the first time I ever saw him, too, and I'm a fan. Talk about a guy's a powerful performer, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan. That's like the little things people know that comics know that no one ever thinks to add. Like um, the one thing I love about Go Bananas is they have the this like laminated poster in the in the green room with instructions for the MC, right? Mm-hmm. And the last thing is all caps 
with five exclamation point, five exclamation points after it says, "Don't ask if anyone if it's their birthday. No one gives a shit." <laughs> ah, nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, that's, that's great. great. What yeah. are what are some of the instructions on that MC thing? Just that's probably you know, just uh, um, they, not- they have a fire. Uh, the one thing out there is weird. So whatever the fire code is there, they have to announce the exits before the show starts. Oh, so the okay. MC has to tell them where the fire exits are. And, yeah, I guess it's the local ordinance or something. Oh, really? So just sound like that. guy can't do that. I don't know. Huh. Sunglasses, the manager, he doesn't like to talk. Like, as the feature, I had to do the pre show. Do the, uh, your headliner tonight is. I've, I've volunteered to do that before yeah. at a club. Because people, people are bad at it. It really Oh, yeah. Oh, you together. mean the off mic thing? Yeah. Well, the, the announcements before yeah. the show, mm-hmm. like, coming, you know, hey, Turn welcome to, you know, yeah. welcome yeah. to Crackers. And yeah. I, had, I remember a guy did it on the first show and he was literally like this. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing that there's said, a little hey, art to even doing that. Yeah. If you still yeah. have a pager. It's now 2012. Yeah. Get a job. It's yeah, the same joke at every club. I can still make that joke work. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the way you move your hand. If yeah, it's a right yeah. hand, that joke doesn't work. Yeah, but yeah. if you move the left hand. <laughs> I mean, because I, th- I think, and I've said this a million times on the show, the MC, I think, is in such an important spot, yeah. and they give it to the open micers yeah. all the time. I think it, in I England, think they do it. It sets the tone. It puts it like you said. People who go sit down for a comedy show for the first time ever. It's the first thing they see is the MC, and it's not good. Yeah, yeah they're, the expectations dive. They're like, did wow, how much money did we pay? All of a sudden, if they person goes out there and lights it up, they're there's, wow. Yeah, they're in. It's going to be a great night. Although I did follow an MC a few months ago who just was so insecure and and just got no laughs that as soon as I got up on stage and they realized I was confident and I knew what I was doing. Turned them around like that. Yeah. Just to, so it could actually work to your benefit sometimes. I don't know. But I do think, and it's so funny that you mentioned that from top to bottom, how important everything is. The announcements over the mic, you know, over the music and, and all that. Just, it sets the tone, man. Yeah. Todd Glass is such a fanatic about that shit. Mm-hmm. And Red candles and the uh, uh, turn the lights down. He, uh, we did the podcast festival this, and he brought his own scrims, his own gels to put over the lights. Really? Yeah, yeah. He does. He, does. <laughs> he went... Um, one time he was at the Dallas Improv and he uh, uh, he he went and bought like all new you know the, the the globes you put over candles yeah he went and bought all new ones they were red and put them installed them himself you like you, you, like he, he was driving the staff crazy he always does because he runs around he's adjusting the thermostat oh yeah 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 so like he's taking over the club <laughs> OCD is he concerned about the way he looks like his no, he's concerned. no no it's just the okay. vibe for the show for the yeah, mo- okay. I, yeah. yeah the vibe is yeah that's- yeah I got used to it so it took me a while yeah. to all of a sudden see the crowd but. You know, that's how I, you know, Brian's is real dark and, you know, I just, I don't know. Work, you know work what I well, love? Man. I love uh, the belly room. I love that room. Of the comedy store. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's really. No, no, the other belly room. I know. I know. I'm for my <laughs> listeners, douchebag. Yeah. Sorry, we're all not Mr. Comedy Store. We're all not Mitzi's favorite who got passed in 97. Okay. So I'm not allowed back in that club, <laughs> that whatever. Room, that room is a great vibe. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's always, small. Always, it's intimate. You it know? is, but it's, it it's be a beautiful. wonderful room. I don't like the comedy store. I don't like it. It's evil. I saw a ghost there once. I think it was the ghost of Kennison, to be honest. Did with you know? And I, and I don't believe in that. Did shit. you I'm know that? I don't either. I'm being 100% I don't. Serious. I don't either. But some very uh, normal, logical people have told me the same exact thing. I swear, well, I believe them. The best one of all that I ever heard was that Pete Gray. Remember him? Oh yeah, I love Pete. Told me that uh, a ghost pit grabbed him by like you know the shirt mm-hmm. and threw him, and that's how he f- fucked up his back there, <laughs> which he had to have like major surgery. Oh yeah, on. He had major back surgery. Yeah, is that why he said what happened? Yeah, that's what he said would happen, but I tend to. Uh, <laughs> it's not what I. I heard. ran into Pete a year ago, and he's gone off the deep end. Yeah, <laughs> he's a little whacked. Yeah, but I, I got a, I got a great story about him too, but that's I don't want to go on too long. Yeah, I don't want to go on Mike yeah. on it, do you? 
Well, he basically we were tri- he was jonesing for Johnny the Grassola up in we did one of those triple runs up in Oregon. What the fuck are you talking about right now? Jonesing for Johnny the Grassola? <laughs> yeah, the weed, the good times. Where do you come up with that? Sounds like a character on H and R Puffin. I know. Stuff. Yeah, I, I, think, hey. I, think, I, I think those uh, euphemisms came with the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's not like look. you have Still to speak. picturing him masturbating to his wife's friend. It's not, like it's not like you have to speak in code for marijuana. It's illegal in California. Yeah. It's like well, I'm talking to my dad. Especially speaking in code on a podcast. I was hipping no. out on the, on the lingo. Dude, but I've had, uh, uh, people are so weird because like, people come to visit because uh, you can't take weed on a plane even though you're coming to a state where it's legal. Right? So they'll be like, hey man, you know what? Can you know get some? You can fuck. You can say weed here. Yeah, yeah. You can say, <laughs> well, see that place right yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> see, I get better. Johnny, that's a great one. Yeah. Schmizzle, that's a great Schmizzle. one. Schmizzle, all right. Um, but <laughs> right. doing a bar show once, and I did a joke about some the joke. The punchline was some of people with diabetes, right? And five seconds later, just something flies in out of nowhere and hits me in the head, and I was like starting to be really pissed. And I looked down and picked it up. It was a like, Canister for diabetes test strips. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, like, it's, oh, that's that's just ridiculous. That's just funny. Like, it's, okay, I'll take that. You, yeah. you, you can do that joke a thousand more times, and that would never happen. Never again. happen. Never yeah. happen again. Never happen. That's hysterical. That's, that's cool, though. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for coming out on this lovely Sunday afternoon. <laughs> it was fun. It was. I learned, was really I learned, I learned Schmizzle. I learned yeah, Johnny. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny. What was it? Johnny Green. What do you call it? Johnny some green. You know. Okay. What was the greenola? What was it? Upsy dozy. John. No. Johnny Upsy granola. Dozy. That's awesome. The the, yeah. the, fl- the flozzle. The, the flippity dippity. Well, yeah. we got to leave because Nate and I are gonna go snort some turnip. If you know <laughs> what I mean. We gotta go, go grease the hamster. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. sounds sexual. It's not. Well, yeah. yeah. I was gonna say. All right, Pat. Where can we catch you next? Uh, let's see. Where am I? Um, uh, I'm doing some gig. Uh, I'm doing like I don't fucking know. All right, I got a few got things a going. On. Yeah, yeah. I got a few things coming up. I got um, like a comedy store and an improv and a blah 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 and okay. whatever. You know, it'll be down at the head shop. Yeah, score. <laughs> they don't call them head shops anymore. What are they called now? A dispensary. Yes. Maybe at the dispensary. <laughs> well, head shops didn't sell weed. They just sold paraphernalia. Things to, yeah. Things and now use. they have both at the same place. Okay. Good to know. Wow. One stop shopping. Pat Nay, uh, look him up on the internet. Johnny C. Oh, by the way, Pat Nay, I am indebted to you for life. Why? You were the first person to ever take me surfing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1999. Yeah, and it changed long my time. life, man. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You going to Bay still? Because we got to yeah, meet up was, down yeah, there. I was I was, Allie and I were talking about this. Said, I got to go out and meet you guys out there. Yeah, I was at Bay yesterday. It's actually really nice. Offshore winds about stomach high. Where? Old Nut Bay Street. Okay. It was great. Wetsuit or not? Uh, you can still go still sans wetsuit. That's kind of what I was thinking. Thank yeah. God for global warming. You know, I like, I like Venice October. better. I've Venice liked, is great. Venice like is so much Venice. better. But the Bay Street's right big. here. So. Yeah, easy, man. It's classic. Yeah. It's classic. It's great. So I'm indebted to you for that. Yes. Johnny C., where can we see you? You can see me at O'Brien's on Main Street this Thursday. Now, O'Brien's, and I've had Jamie Kaler on. I've had Chris Hardwick on. Hardwick booked it for a long time. Kaler booked it for a long time. Didn't you book it? No, no. Hardwick never Hardwick booked it. Hardwick never booked it. He was good buddies with Jamie oh, okay. back in the day. He used to be down I there they, quite cause a I, bit. Because I got in through Hardwick. So oh, I was, well, yeah, he was good buddy. He used to hang out quite a bit yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Back when he you know, drank, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jamie booked it for a while. Then I he turned it over to me. Yeah, I remember Then that. I turned it over to Matt Knutson. Matt Knutson, yeah. who was on and two weeks ago. Then Davio booked it. And now some new guy whose name I forget, but he's Tim a really... Tim Harrington. Yes. Yeah. No? Is it Harrington? Yeah. I think so. Really nice guy. Young kid. He lives in Venice. Uh-huh. And he's you know injecting some youth into uh, 
You know, Mark, you got to get into it. It's a staple. Dorman franchise. I'd love to do it. Good nights, Thursday and Sundays too. Dave Forsyth books in on Sundays, so yeah. I'll give you his information. And I want to tell you guys on air, I have a new room that I just started in Beaumont, California, and it's funny because it's this growing, growing city, uh-huh. and it's this brand new sports pub. Uh-huh. And we did a show last month, just because I'm I'm from the area. That's where I went to high school. So I just said, why don't we put the show together? And we did it, and the sound system was terrible, and this and that, and. So over the last month, they installed a, 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 a whole new Bose sound system. Oh, nice. They ins- installed uh, a spotlight, we, all to my specifications. My dad built a stage, and we did our first one with all that stuff last night, and it was off the hook. Awesome. Packed. But wow. what I'm trying to say is it was those people, a lot of people in the crowd who never have been to a stand-up mm-hmm. comedy sure. show before, and they come up to me afterwards, and, and, I, and I go, what made you? What brought you out tonight? Because the club really promotes. They send out texts to all their mm-hmm. people and email this. They have the, the flyers. They go, we just saw it. We live right down the street over here. We got, And they go, we thought, honestly, comedy at the Sand Trap. Right. It's a nice sports bar right by this golf club. And then he, he came up to me. He goes, man, it was so much fun. And I go, that's what we're looking for. Because that's how, imagine if they come back with two friends yeah, yeah. and hey, this becomes, yeah, I think it'll become like the Saturday thing that you want to do it once a month, like an event for that's that great. area. And so turn it into sort of like a professional club atmosphere right there in a city with tons of people with no competition. Did you do that with the Dally? Was Ali up there with you? Ali went, went out and did it with me. Oh, yeah. great. Me, awesome. Ali, Kirk Zipfeld, and Davio, Mark Davio, yeah. Awesome. Mm. Uh, where's Beaumont? It's about 20 minutes, 25 minutes past San Bernardino, right on the 10th oh, freeway. Oh, so it's that way. Yeah, okay. east. Do okay. east, man. Just go ten Applebee's that way. Okay, pretty, pretty <laughs> much. Pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. Of course, the stoner <laughs> knows the Applebee's. All right. Yes. <laughs> no, never. Awesome. So, johncardinelli.com? Johnnycardinelli.com. Johnny, Johnny okay. my actual name. Okay. Uh, um, on my birth certificate, my mom thought I sounded like a little gangster. That's why she named it. That's completely true. I'll be at Embry Riddle College in Arizona. I'm in Prescott, Arizona, on the second. And then that's uh, a nice area, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm, ta- I'm taking my girlfriend. We're gonna go yeah. out there and spend the weekend. Awesome. Have a really good time. Oh, Johnny C and I uh, do the Italian show in town here sometimes. Meatballs at comedy. We're the least Italian people you ever meet, man. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. And they bring us on because we got Italian. good last names, though, man. Yeah, but do. you guys aren't Tonys, though. No, no. You know what I mean? You don't do that shit. Murray is like I don't know too many Murrays with the Italian last no, name. No, no. But Johnny Cardinale. Johnny Cardinale. Yeah. At least Italian enough. All right, Mark. Where can we catch you, brother? Um, I got a few random things coming up and I'm, I'm doing the palace, Kate Levine's room in a couple of weeks and at the palace here in town. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I don't Thursday have any stuff books coming up. I'm staying in town mostly. Cool. Uh, and just follow me on Twitter at Mark AG. My website's down right now. Okay. Mobile me is Apple. I don't know. I'm lazy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So tap me on Twitter. Awesome. All right. Oh, and, uh, the California wine guy.com. California wine. Yeah. Dot com for Pat Nays music. I'm uh, sorry. Comedy and, and wine. score some Johnny.net. Is that right? <laughs> I do mail. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening. I'll be, uh, Chicago improv the end of November and locally I'll be up at, uh, Ventura Harbor comedy festival. Murray Valeriano.com is under construction right now. We'll be back up with new clips and new stuff from the album and get your t-shirts. Uh, and uh, oh, all these podcasts are now at roadstory.tv. So you can go back and listen to 50 or however many there were. Um, you can still go to get them up free on iTunes and subscribe. And hey, write a review. If you like it, I've got a lot of great reviews, a lot of four and a half, five stars uh, on it. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you wrote some more reviews. Guys, thank you so much for uh, coming out today and uh, uh, giving thank up your Sunday you. afternoon. I really Thanks, appreciate buddy. it, man. You guys are great. When these great guys time. come to your town, check them out, see them live. All right, guys, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.